afternoon with Dennis Fithian on Detroit Sports, ready to get things underway with podcast number 45. Well, let's get right to it. We've got a former Michigan captain uh, on the line, and it's J.J. Uh, Grant joining us here on the podcast. J.J., how are you? I'm doing great, Dennis. How are you? Well, I'm doing great. It's great to hear your voice after all these years. You know, we we technically worked together back in know, 94, 95. You were a a a Michigan football radio analyst after after your playing days. Do you remember that? I do remember that. That was a, that was a fun time. Um, I, I was uh, I was green as ever though, man. It was like wow. <laughs> Well, you know what? You, you had the uh, you had the fresh set of eyes, and you know you you had the playing career, and you knew what you were talking about when it came to the Wolverines. So, you know, it was uh, it, you were a good fit. You were a good analyst if you wanted to, really not make any great money, but, but be a radio analyst. You could have stayed in it for years. <laughs> uh, you know the funny thing about it is, uh, I was around that time. I just had my, my, my oldest son, Eric, and it was like, okay, pursue the dream of sports broadcasting and whatever comes or pay my bill. And I said, well, I'm going to pay some bills. <laughs> it, it's, a decision, it's a decision that, have sent, that has sent many uh, radio enthusiasts or sports broadcaster, you know, to the real world. You know, I know that. So, uh, you know, you, you play up until 89, you, you're a little bit of a, a football analyst uh, in Ann Arbor, and then now you got about, uh, you know, 25 years to fill. Uh, what have you been up to? <laughs> well, um, since then, um, uh, I moved down in, in 2000, uh, excuse me, 97, 97. I moved down to uh, North Carolina because to my folks who had moved after my sophomore year. Uh, I came out of high school in a in New York, so they moved my sophomore year. Then uh, I got married, had my son, and in '97 moved to North Carolina. Started working with uh, Coca-Cola, and then worked with Miller Coors for about 15 years. Uh, in that time, um, I also joined a company called Cloverleaf Cold Storage. A lot of warehouse management, distribution. Uh, and production, manufacturing, uh, employment. So, did that. Had a great time also coaching youth football. Coached for about eight, ten years youth, youth football. And I uh, was assistant coach for high school ball down in North Carolina where my son played at High Point Central um, in uh, High Point, North Carolina. No price. Uh, but uh, decided to move in 2015 to Ohio. I met a young lady that I fell in love with. Cincinnati's pretty nice. You know, about 
a month ago, I drove down to, to pick up my mom in St. Augustine. So taking that 75, you know, south, you end up going right through Cincinnati. And, you know, I, I, I've uh, driven through it. Actually, I went and watched a Michigan play a hockey game back there in, in 96. And But this time, just driving, I didn't realize just how, you know, hilly it, it, it gets. You know, you drive on that bridge and you go right over and you – you go into uh, Kentucky. It's uh, it's it looked like a pretty oh, yeah. bustling downtown. I mean, you get the football stadium right there on the on the left, and they had some kind of uh, th- I don't know. You're in construction. Maybe you'd be able to tell me it was a it was a, and you know, and I'm driving, so I didn't get like a long stare out the window. But I looked over at the skyline right. and I saw this building. It was kind of like one of these, you know, it was cut diagonally. It, it looked like uh, you know, kind of a I, I don't know. It looked like it's going to be kind of a, a, a fancy engineering up top almost look like a a basket or something i I don't know if that was just partially finished or they're really trying to you know uh you know make this like uh, eclectic type of building in downtown cincinnati you know what i'm talking about uh, there is one as you're coming over the hill that is a uh a condo condos and it's it's a odd shaped condos building that uh as you come over the hill uh, going into actually, if you go downtown and go start to go towards Kentucky, you can see it. Um, but other than that, the other um, there's a bank downtown that has like a, almost a oval diamond shaped top that uh, has been that's been there for a while. But um, I'm thinking you're talking about the the, the uh, condominium location. I think um, so. You know, but, when you only take a look that yeah. quick, it, you know, it, it. I thought that. It looked like it was under construction, but it could have it could have been there for years. That was just my quick little yeah. like, oh, hey, that would look pretty neat. It stood out to me. But the, the, the thing about Cincinnati downtown, it really is uh, Cincinnati to me is a big small town, and the reason I say that is because everything's so accessible. You got the like you said, you got the, the football stadium there. You had the uh, arena next to it. You got the baseball stadium right, all that right on the riverfront. Um, it's close to each other. They're also putting a music location where you can have small concerts down there. Um, the uh, presently my company, Johnson Construction, along with Turner Construction, are building the FC Cincinnati Soccer Stadium on the west side. And so it's just uh, it's a great town to be in in terms of activities, uh, things to do. Uh, but at the same time, it doesn't feel like a big town on, you know, 20, 30 minute commutes to get everywhere. So um, uh, it's, a, it's a great location. I really, I really love it. Well, you know what? You spend all that time in North Carolina, you get uh, heavy exposure to basketball, man. They love their their basketball. I don't have to tell you, but, you know, Cincinnati, you get into Southern Ohio. I mean, that's that's football territory. They love both the you know, the college and pros, wouldn't you say? I mean, that's, that's kind of the description of, the, you know, your average uh, sports fan there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's it's a knowledgeable sports town here in Cincinnati. Yeah, and you're right about North Carolina. I had to get away from that round ball. It just takes over <laughs> everything. It's like, okay, can we can we have a conversation, a, a real conversation about football? You know, and so it's it's great to be back in the Midwest and uh, where football is king. Um, but Cincinnati's very knowledgeable. You know, football, uh, baseball. Basketball, they're very knowledgeable as well, and so it's it's a it's a great city just to get information about everything. Um, great, you know, obviously the Big Ten is a great conference, 
Um, so we're in that area. You also have Cincinnati that's in the eight. I think it's the eight ten or eight uh, Atlantic ten, if I'm correct. Um, but they're a great program um, that's doing really well. Uh, so it's just and empty basketball, Xavier and UC, great program. So it's just it's it's a great place to be for sports and uh, and to catch a little bit of everything. How many times you you get into a conversation? You're down there in Cincinnati. I, I'm sure it happens in North Carolina, but it just doesn't have the, I'm sure, same effect. You're just talking with somebody down in Cincinnati, and you guys just kicking it around. And, you know, you, you're saying you're Grant and JJ Grant. You still go by JJ, or you go by James? You still go by JJ? I usually go by Jay or James. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So, but uh, every once in a while, JJ kicks in, and yeah, we have that uh, little conversation about this school down here south and <laughs> uh, the mecca of Michigan. And yeah, we I've got a it, it kicks in, and the first thing they want to say is, "Gosh, you guys aren't with it." And the first thing I have to do is bite my lips. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's uh, and I've been my next set, sentence is, but when I was there. We were three and one. Four and one if you count the red shirt here. So we had no problem with you guys, but we're getting there. But, um, you know, it, it comes up, pops up every once in a while. It does. It does. Yeah, I bet. I mean, it's going to happen if you're, if you're, you're talking football. I mean, it, it comes back to, it comes back to that. You know, <laughs> it, it was funny. I had connected with you, I don't know, two, three weeks ago, and I was asking you to come on the podcast. And then, Oh, a week or so ago, I was watching some clips of the '88 Michigan Ohio State game, and and you guys uh, won that game. And then afterwards, though, Bo was on the field, and you know, I was kind of doing some work, but I just looked over, you know, whoever was interviewing after the game, and the first question was, uh, "How's Grant? How's he doing?" And Bo's like, "Well, he's a little banged up, but he's going to be okay." You know, he said, "I was like, oh, so I, you, you had a big game in the '88 game, your junior year. You got banged up." And then it was enough where it was the lead question by the guy after the game, after you were going to the Rose Bowl, you'd, you'd end up winning that Rose Bowl. So Bo's last uh, Rose Bowl victory. Well, actually, it was the last game that Bo coached at Michigan Stadium. And the reason, the reason why I remember that because it was an odd question that popped up to the guy's name. I think it was Mike Adam, Adam Lee, I think it was. Oh, the Northwestern but, uh, running back? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what actually happened was um, uh, early in that season, I missed a couple of games. Uh, came back, I think, one game before this one, and I was having some knee issues. Uh, I had a solid game. I had over ten tackles and uh, pass broken up, which means that I really didn't have the hands to catch things. So I had a pass broken up, um, <laughs> but uh, I'd gone on and off the field a couple of times, and he asked that question. Um, and uh, Bro was nice enough, you know, to respond and say that you know I, I was tough and stuck it out. But um, it was the last time that uh, Bo coached on the, on the on the Michigan field, and unfortunately, we lost the Rose Bowl game that that following, uh, or then that that January. But I was happy that we were able to get the win for him in his last home game there at the University. Yeah, well, you got him to the Rose Bowl the year before that, and and you won. So yeah. you're you're yeah. having a lot of success when. In your your playing days there, it was already said against Ohio State, and then getting that Rose Bowl victory as well. So I mean, that's going to stand out to any you know college football fan, certainly Michigan fan. 
Uh, you're a, a captain of the Wolverines, but you're, you're one of Bo's last captain. You know, actually, Bo's last captain. You know, that was it. Did you know? Yeah, so, that was. Uh, right. Yeah, I was gonna say. Did you know? Did, like, when did you know that that was gonna be Bo's last season? There was that. I don't remember. Did did he say something during the season where you knew? Did you know going into the bowl game? I and mean, when did you know that it was Bo's last year? Your last year there. We had no idea, honestly, until uh, he officially said something. It was after the Notre Dame game, but or excuse me, after the Ohio State game, um, going into the bowl. What happened was he was at a function um, somewhere, speaking engagement, I think, and something, if I'm correct, something along the lines of him mentioning it, it being his last year came up. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, uh, it hit the news, and then he had a meeting with the team. And I want to say that it was something he was thinking about, obviously, because uh, his wife at that time had health issues and concerns, and Lord had heart heart issues as well. So um, we knew that it was a possibility, but nothing we didn't expect it again. And uh, it wasn't a surprise to, to have that information after the, the Ohio State game and went into the Rose Bowl game uh, knowing that this was it. So, uh, so unfortunately, we didn't get him that last win, but uh, it was a pleasure to be uh, me along with Derek Walker, his last captain of that university. Derek Walker, who would end up playing his – he played his pro football in Cincinnati, didn't he, a lot of the years? Is that right? Um, he was – I want to say he played over a year or two in Cincinnati. I know yeah. he was in uh, San Diego and Oakland. Or San Diego, Oakland, and KC. I think he played there. Couple years with Cincy as well. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that he was the captain of the offense. You were there on defense. You know those those years. You stay in contact with uh, with anybody from your your playing days or anybody from school there. Oh yeah, um, uh, a Cincinnati native by the name of Rick Hassel. He came he came out of Cincinnati for self. Was there in my freshman year. We we talk annually, uh, talk regularly, and and see each other when we can. Of course, with COVID, it's, it's made it. Uh, less and less, but uh, we talked last week. Talked with my roommate Anthony Mitchell from Titusville this past week. Uh, Dave Chester who played lineman. Keep in touch with Derek. Um, There's about, I say about a good five, to seven, five to ten guys that I talked with on the phone, and of course with Facebook and Instagram, uh, it, it, it's really easy to, to touch base and just say hello or uh, ask how people are doing. So. Uh, but on a regular, normal phone, make contact. We're about five or ten guys on a regular basis. Have I you keep in contact with uh, Tim Williams and those guys? Uh, sometimes I come up to the game and get contact with Ward. Um, so it's a, it's a it's great to be able to, to reach out and touch those guys and say hello. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you if you if you've been back and, and seen any games or, or been there on the field or any kind of reunions there. So when you say Ward, Ward Manuel, the AD, that was uh, his time when he was on the, so you knew Ward. Yes, he came in, um, I want to say one or two years after. He came in with uh, Leda Murray, so I want to say it was a year after, but um, yeah, Ward was an outstanding athlete. Uh, it's unfortunate he had a neck injury that, that limited his amount of play, but uh, very athletic, very uh, light on his feet for a guy who was about 6'5", 200 75, 280 pounds. So, um, 
orders are, are really, he was a big recruit for us. He, and at the time that he did play, he, he, he made a statement. So it's just unfortunate that uh, playing with days were cut short, but he's doing an outstanding job as an AD. Yeah, he is. Well, I have to tell him if I see him, you know, he'll probably like people talking about him, uh, you know, in his playing days. You know, uh, you were a couple years uh, ahead, but a couple guy or a, a guy that was a couple years behind is the head coach right now, Jim Harbaugh. So, what do you remember about you know Harbaugh, the the head coach now, quarterback then, back when you were playing with U of M? Well, Jim was always. I mean, Jim was a, a flat out competitor. He was a, uh, a solid athlete, quarterback. Uh, could make the throws, could get the runs, take uh, care of you know everyone, the options well enough, but. Uh, throw the box extremely well to the point where, you know, he was able to play some pro you. So, um, outstanding guy was always uh, a uh, uh, in-your-face type of competitor. Not in-your-face type of person, but a competitor. As far as a guy, laid back, confident, uh, was uh, liked competition, uh, but uh, he was a great leader, right? It was a he was a huge asset on our team when we had him as a quarterback, and uh, he he uh, he made, definitely made his mark there. Yeah, he did, and you know what? I followed him all those stops in the pros, and I don't know if you know, he gets so much talk when you're a, you're a head coach in the NFL and you you go to the Super Bowl and back in his college days, you know, in Ann Arbor, he gets talked about you know the the guarantee that he made after. You know, losing to Minnesota, but that pro career, you know, and he was with the Colts. I remember it was that that championship game. I mean, he came down to a, it was a hail mary, but it was a, a pass that was put right on the wide receiver. I think it was against the Steelers, where he threw that hail mary, and I thought, you know, that was pretty close to being able to get his team as a player to the Super Bowl. Of course, he did it as a coach. Yeah, and, and you know, he was always a, a guy who would do anything for the team. He wasn't a me first guy. He. Uh... He did that at Michigan. Um, he did it when uh, he played for the Bears as far as doing special teams and all types of stuff. Uh, he did it as a leader of the, the cardiac kids, I think they called it, the, the uh, Colts team. When, uh, they were winning some games uh, that a lot of people didn't think they would, but uh, he's always been a team guy. Uh, he is uh, he's a, he's, he's an interesting character as a head coach. I, I like some of the things that he does. Um, Way back from when you know, when he's coaching at Stanford and and being a standoffish with the USC's and the and the, and the fact uh, you know the fact tend to what he's doing now. Uh, uh, you know, he, he doesn't think any PS. Uh, he expects the best of his team, and and uh, we're we're getting to where we need to be. We're we're at the point where we expect some things to happen. Uh, rather than wishing for them to happen like we were uh, a few years before. So. Yeah, you got to, as you know, and where you live, he's got to be able to you know, punch through and see if he can turn that around a little, get, a little bit against Ohio State. That would be nice if, if he was able to do that. I think, you know, he would. He, he has him right there with the exception of that game and some bowl games. You know, it's been pretty good. But, you know, if he could, if he could just do that. You know, I'm interested. I was looking – where you grew up in New York, you mentioned it earlier, it was Liverpool, and I saw that that was right by Syracuse, New York. When when you grow up, when you grow up there, you you a fan of the Bills? I mean, you like the New York teams? Are you wide open like that? Because you're 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 kind of right in the middle of New York there, right? Yeah, you are, and um, a, a lot of it, it, 
the fans, the fans split pretty much upstate. Uh, there are a lot of Bills fans, but there are a lot of diehard Giants fans just because of the, you know, the, the old NFL, the old fans. Uh, for me, oddly enough, I was born in Ohio. I was born in Youngstown, Ohio. So I was in Ohio until I was 12 years old. Oh. Um, so I was a, uh, oddly enough, I was a Chicago Bears fan. And pre the 85s, I mean, I was with him when Walter was running 4,000 yards and he was hit as far as the quarterback, as far as the, as far as the offense. Uh, but, uh, Huge Bears fan. Um, I followed the Giants more than I did the Bills when I was in upstate New York. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting because the Bills were the ones who were, who were getting back to, you know, four Super Bowls. And, but I still follow the Giants a little more. Um, Joe Morris, who was running back at that time, um, his brother Jamie obviously I played with. Um, but his is other brother, Mike Morse, went to Syracuse University and played football, but also ran track. And I was definitely in the track as well as football in the Syracuse area, so I knew Mike and had a chance to meet him um, through the football camp that I would go to at Syracuse University. I always went to their summer camp. And uh, really followed Joe and um, followed Mike and, and Jamie uh, their careers. And so it was a, it was a natural fit for me to, to Follow the Giants with Joe there. Yeah, I can see that, and I can see you know Mike Singletary with the with the Bears there. Everybody liked him, and you, you the intensity oh, yeah. that he played uh, with. Yeah, I mean that honestly, that was my that was my guy. That that's who I tried to uh, follow in terms of how he kept his team together, kept them intense, uh, enjoyed the game thoroughly, uh, was knowledgeable, and knew what was going on. Uh, and was just sort of somewhat of a coach. I, you know, you, you try to follow that type of, of player when you want when you're out in the field as a linebacker. Who's you know you got to make calls and adjustments and, and get people in the right position. But uh, you also got to have a, a fire to get to the ball as well as uh, make sure that hold people accountable or pick them up or whatever they need during that game. So uh, he was definitely my my guy, the guy I tried to emulate the best that I could. When it came down to it, you know, I was looking at Liverpool, like I said, right there in the the shadow of of Syracuse. So I'm sure, I'm I'm sure Syracuse was uh, looking at you to play football. How difficult of a decision was it to, you know, the to, to make the the uh, commitment to to Michigan? What was that all about? You know, what who are the schools that you liked? What do you remember about you know getting recruited? Then ultimately, you know, going to Ann Arbor. Oh, well, for me, um, the Syracuse played a big role in it. Um, I came out of high school uh, uh, doing two sports, playing uh, football as well as participating in track. I was a thrower, so I did the shot put, the discus, the hammer, and the javelin. And I was successful in track, so uh, I won three state titles in shot put. So it was um, important for me to, to be able to do both sports. Um, so the five schools that I ended up visiting was uh, Syracuse, which is right there, Michigan, Ohio State, Tennessee, and uh, North Carolina. Uh, I visited those schools. All Each school knew that I was going to, you know, participate in track. Uh, as a matter of fact, Jack Harvey, the track coach in Michigan, uh, came up. Uh, took, yeah, he came up to uh, the pin relays when I flew there in Philadelphia. 
he came to that meet. Uh, I was able to win that. Um, I won't say he came to. I'm not sure if he came to the house or not. But uh, so both sports were very important for me. Uh, honestly, Syracuse came down to Syracuse in Michigan. Syracuse was a tough crawl my, to the point where my father wanted me to go to Syracuse. Uh, one is close to home. Two, it was an opportunity uh, that he felt that no other school had or could give me just simply because they knew me so well. But uh, for me, um, the visit to Michigan, the camaraderie between the guys, and this is coming off of a 66 season, um, the the uh, coach Bo Schimbeckler, uh and then add to it uh, Jerry Meter, who played defensive tackle and defensive line coach at the time, recruited me. Every question that I had, he's the only guy from any school, every question that I had, he did not hesitate to answer or give me an answer for. And so I respect that from, right from the pick up. Right? Um, this, I fell in love with Michigan to the local campus. It was the one place where I felt like uh, if I never played another down, I'd want to be here. So. That's kind of how my recruiting recruiting went. Um, it was it was fun. Uh, I, I went to every. I went to all five of my visits. Had a great time. Good uh, schools, and uh, but Michigan just stood out ahead and so was above the rest of them. Did you participate in track at all at Michigan, or was it just football? I, no, I didn't participate in track. I threw two years. Uh, unfortunately, I tore my pectoral muscle. Um, going into my third year of football. So I tried to throw, uh, but couldn't. Uh, basically, I'd already registered in my first freshman year. So when I told my pectorial, you know, there was an option for me to possibly sit out the year and have surgery and repair it, or play with a harness. And at that time, I was battling for a possible starting position. So I was like, hey, I'm playing. You can't. <laughs> You know, it's it's just uh, going to fall by the way. So I did go uh, shopping and discus. Uh, got to participate in the Big Ten Championships. I think I finished sixth or one or sixth or seventh um, at the uh, Big Ten Championships. Uh, my best throw was like 55, 56 feet. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a great experience, and um, I threw it again in a heartbeat. Two-sport athlete. I like it. I'm wearing a harness there all those days. Well, hey, it, it was great to catch up. It was great having you on this podcast. And you know what? Um, I go all the way back, you know, thinking about those early radio days. Uh, there are a lot of different uh, football analysts there. And, you know, this summer, like you mentioned, you know, pandemic, you know, you get a lot of time to yourself sitting around. And I thought, you know what? J.J. Grant was the first football analyst I ever worked with way back in the day. Got to give him a call. Got to get him. Got to get him on the podcast. And uh, I'm glad you accepted, and I'm glad you came on. It was a lot of fun. Oh, absolutely, man. Anytime I can do anything for you, I love it. Doing a great job, and and yeah, it's, it's uh, those days. It's interesting. Those days back uh, broadcasting, and uh, I I wish you the best of luck with it, man. Hey. You've, done, you've done great, but I wish you continued success. Well, hey, thanks. I need that. If you ever get back up to a game, maybe I can uh, maybe I can say hello to you in person. Oh, absolutely. I'm coming up this year. I'm coming up. Well, <laughs> if they're allow if they'll allow us in the in the stadium, right? 
we don't know that. Well, yeah, if they let me in, if they open it, <laughs> if, they, if they unlock it, I'm coming in. <laughs> there you but, go. Uh, yeah, that's the key. <laughs> well, I'll track you down. All right, uh, thanks for your time. All the best to you and your family. Thank you, Dennis. You have a great one. All right, you too. We'll talk to you later. There he Bo. is, J.J. Grant, former Michigan captain, 1989. Bo's last captain, Derek Walker over on the other side. And uh, on defense, it's Grant. And it was uh, good to talk with him. I was thinking back, just like I said there, to J.J., my early days in radio. And on Saturdays in Ann Arbor, they would ask former players or try to get a former player to be the football analyst on Saturday. And J.J. was the guy there when I first came in. So when I would go up to the press box, the old press box, you know, I'd watch the game with them. And I was probably asking – I tried not to ask too many questions, but, you know, you sit over there and what's going on here? What's that mean? What's going on? And uh, I know J.J. is great at explaining a game, explaining a game to me. And uh, he could have gone on and been an outstanding football analyst if he wanted to do that. All right. You know, that's going to do it. You know, we're we're getting closer here. This is uh, we're taping this on Thursday the 16th. And, you know, we got this weekend. I'm going to be watching uh, a lot of golf. I was listening to golf today, the memorial down there. Speaking of Ohio and southern Ohio, the memorial down there in Dublin. That's on the outskirts of Columbus. And that's Jack Nicholas's uh, his course, his course. You know, Jack, a, a Buckeye, but he designed that course. And that's. You know his tournament there, and it's uh, it's got a lot of the big names, Tigers out there. Tough scoring today, what I uh, was able to gather. Uh, some great groups going around there in the in the first eighteen. But yeah, so I'm gonna watch and listen to a lot of golf this weekend. Back into the sports, uh, not a whole lot, as everybody knows. You know, people, uh, you know, finding different things to do or. Whatever, watching different things, I, I have not watched a whole uh, ton, but I did watch the Rocket Mortgage two weeks ago and had a, a lot of fun doing that. And now I jump right back into this. And on Sunday night's podcast, I'll be talking a lot about uh, golf as uh, I'm going to immerse myself over these next few days. And I'll talk some Tigers. And you know, speaking of Cincinnati there with JJ, the Tigers will be in Cincinnati coming up a, a week from Friday. On the 24th, it'll be the Tigers and the Reds getting it going. And, uh, you know, oddly enough, that day it's when college football players can start getting their 20 hours where they can work with uh, coaches and start going through some walkthroughs. And, yeah, I know this last week it's been one of these things where it's not looked promising for for football. It feels like a, a bit of a, a little minor miracle if they're able to uh, to play some football, I'm talking about uh, just over the last 10 days. That's a, a lot of the stories, a lot of the fields, of course. And it's all going to come down to, you know, what what's going to happen with the virus here. But uh, one thing that college football, if they have anything going for them, it's not a lot. They don't have a lot going for them considering their sport. They still do have a little bit of time and they will have a baseball and they will have the uh, NBA restart today. Uh, like I said, I'm taping this on Thursday, the 16th of July. So two weeks from today is the 30th. That's when the NBA restart is supposed to happen. Then right after that, the NHL. So you're going to have baseball, the NBA, the NHL going, and college football a week from 
this Friday. They'll be going through some walkthroughs. And if we can just get some days here and then some weeks where we can turn this around and have a little bit of optimism, you know, there's, a, you know, still a chance. But, right, we don't know. Like, you throw up your hands. You don't know. You hope. You, you know, just hoping that this, uh, you know, that we can get a handle on this and, and, uh, and then get into the fall. So, uh, yeah, that's going to do it. If you like golf and, and Tiger baseball, the podcast coming up on Sunday. If you subscribe to this uh, podcast, good afternoon, you will get it on uh, Sunday. If not, I put it up online on Monday. And I say that uh, all on the uh, at the back end of all of these uh, podcasts. I should start saying it at the beginning as well. That's going to do it. Thanks to J.J. Grant for joining me. You for listening. And, oh, yeah, you know, Saturday I'll have uh, an, an all-star show, all-star Saturday. Talk some golf on uh, Sunday and some Tiger baseball. Everybody have a great rest of the week and weekend. Take care. Dennis Fithian.